Uh, we back. I just got back from Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, actually, I, I got booked for a Sunday show, and I was unable to add any shows. And so, me and the family took a trip to Chicago. We then went to visit my best friend in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And then I, I drove to Indianapolis to do a show, to headline a show. And I'm, an, I'm probably going to say headline 60 times this episode. And that might be the point of the episode. Uh, first and foremost, thanks for listening. Two things. Uh, I, I had an opportunity to go out to Arizona and Indiana and do shows. And that's what the, the episode is about. I want to be able to like, hey, here's what I've been doing. Here's what's been going on the last two weeks. But also... I want to talk about this headlining title. And to, <laughs> to some people, it's the it's the means all. Like, ooh, you got to be established. Or you've got to work a bunch of clubs to, to work here. Or you've got to know this person and that person and so on and so forth. And it's a little it's a little ridiculous at this point. A little redundant in some some aspects. Because we work hard to get to a level where we build material. That's that's. That's the game. The game is you you start off hot. You get a you know, you get a three minute bid and then a five minute bid, and if they're good, you get seven and ten and you grow your material. I started eleven years ago. And if I can be honest, I started even before that, but doing a couple of shows uh leading up to when I was like, Hey, in, in twenty eleven, I'm I really wanna see what I can do with comedy if I never take another break. Never take another break. So for 11 years, the longest break that I took was three months after COVID. And not to say it's over, but like when COVID was scary, you know what I'm saying? Now, now niggas are shaking hands and kissing in, in the mouth in open public. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like we blowing on birthday candles and, and, and like, hey, let's share spoons and eat cereal. But for, for like, you know, April, May and June or you know, like for, for, for three months, I, I was not on stage and that was the longest. The second longest streak that I had was about two months after my first child was born. After Drake was born, I was like, I, I want to do shows, but I'm also working retail. And it's like, I just don't, I don't know if I have the desire to be honest with you. I think that's what it was. I just like out of all the things that were in my life now being re you know reorganized and you know prioritized comedy wasn't high on the list so i didn't get on stage for like two months and that was that but in these 11 years this year particularly i can i can finally say i'm at a point where my professional level is to feature and headline and that doesn't mean i'll never host i will definitely host when there's an opportunity there I will definitely feature when there's an opportunity there and I will headline it. And to be honest with you, I think, and this is just between you and I, <laughs> like, I think I would rather headline a shitty show than feature a fantastic show. And I, I don't know what that necessarily means right now. I don't know if that's an ego thing. I know what I particularly love and value from headlining sometimes is just the opportunity to close a show and work through my material. The feature does not do as much time as the headliner. And if he does, then that's not a feature. It's a, you know, it's a co-headlining situation 
or it's just something else completely. People are making it up as they go. <laughs> so for me, I know I'm at a point now where like I got two albums out and, and I'm doing some material from the first album. I'm doing some material from the second album. And then I'm doing new stuff and I'm just trying to figure it out. And I'm ciphering through material and, and it's going very well. Let's <laughs> I mean, just share that. Like I am, ah, I, I wish you guys can be at some of these shows because one of my favorite things that happen on stage is just moments that cannot be duplicated or, or, or repeated. I can try, but it's just not the same. The casino show, having panties thrown at me on stage was a crazy moment. I don't know the number of panties. I think we're somewhere upwards of 20. Okay, <laughs> like, you know, what am I going to do with a box of 20 panties <laughs> in my closet right now? And even if someone threw 20 panties at me at the next show, it's, it just won't be the same. This, and that's what's happened. And that's what's been happening a lot this year specifically. But I'm going through these shows and I'm working through a lot of things. And I wish some of y'all could be at some of these shows because I'm telling you, it's magic. It's magical. And I've worked really hard to say I don't mind featuring or I would like to decline. Or I would absolutely headline this show or no, no, thank you. But, you know, don't don't piss on. <laughs> I li- I watch. Uh, I like Judge Judy It's now Judy Justice. And that's another conversation for another time. But she always says this line, like, don't piss on me and call it rain. Don't say you you want a great act or a great traveling national headline, all these words. And then not not put me in that category. Because I have the catalog. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like, I can see if I'm like, hey, hey, guys, hey, put me on your show. I think I'll do great. (laughs) I got the catalog. Got the resume. I got all these things that other people have. But either I'm still getting overlooked or underbooked or under this and valued, so on and so forth. And I just got to understand that's just how it is sometimes. You know, but but in order for me to figure that out, like in order for me to like, hey, are you a piece of shit or not? You know, I got to I had to jump through the obstacles. Right. I have to like, oh, but you said you were looking for this. I have all those things. What's the problem? Oh, it's got to be something else. And, you know, my mind can wander what those other things are. But I deal with it so much right now where I'm in that place. I don't think I want to deal with it anymore. Like, I'm good. You know, it's that God give me the strength, the serenity to like, you know, change or like, you know, whatever. I can't change it. Some of these things I just can't change. Some of these people would just not book me. They would not be interested in my act. And again, they can tell you all the things. You're too dirty. You're too this. You're too that. But then they'll book a very dirty comedian or very this and a very that. And I'm like, y'all are, y'all are fucking, y'all are fucking with me right now. Right. Like I I can see who you're booking. I talk to these people. These are friends. These are peers. Right. (laughs) I know what's going on. So it's got to be another reason. Getting off the point. Point is, I had a fantastic two trips. Did a lot of driving. I started in Arizona. If you listen to my last episode, I had guests on, which if you remember from <laughs> my little intro that I was I was running for a lot of these episodes, I didn't want to do a lot of guests. 
But this was a special show. We were out at uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, which I had not been to Flagstaff since 2018 for another comedy festival. Had a really great time. Had the world's, I'm going to say world, it's really, it's really just my experience. So I had the best Reuben sandwich of my life. So I was going to say the world's best Reuben sandwich, but look, I have not been around the world. But in the places that I've been and lived, this Reuben sandwich is phenomenal. It's this place called, uh, I'm going to F it up, Prosper Meat. It's like this deli. Um, they 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 butcher like a butchery. Like they cut up the meat and they do it all in front of you. And, and then it's, it's just this Reuben sandwich. I, or not Reuben. I'm saying Reuben. Pastrami. It's this pastrami sandwich that'll change your life. Like, I'm telling you, like, Jesus freaks. Like, if, if you got a friend that's like an atheist, be like, look, eat this pastrami sandwich. Jesus made it. You, they may become a believer. Okay. Like, that's that's how great this pastrami sandwich was. The pastrami, the, it's so great. The last time I was there in 2018, I got a chance to meet a comedian by the name of Adrian Washington. He's been on the podcast. I've been on his podcast. He's one of those people I just look up to. Very hilarious. But outside of being a comedian, like, great dude, husband, father, all the things that that I value that I think that are important in an individual as we navigate through this world and through comedy. We met there. Well, actually, <laughs> we we met the day before the festival because we had like just became friends on Facebook and was like, hey, you're going to be in Arizona. I'm going to be in Arizona. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get the flag. So I was like, bruh, I got a, a, a rental roll with me. So we drove the two whatever hours to Flagstaff and just talk, chopped it up, got to know each other, and it was just all love. And then we get there, and we just, <laughs> uh, the first day goes by, second day, we, we, we link up, and like, hey, where do you want to go to eat? And I don't know how we stumbled across this place. We did not look up, look it up on our phones, I'm pretty sure. I think we just walked by it. And I was like, let's try this place. And we had this this Jesus-made pastrami sandwich. It was like the number one item on the on the thing. And it's like, I don't know, uh, eight, seventeen, sixteen dollars and some change. And it just changed our life. Okay. <laughs> like, it's just, that's what it did. We loved it so much. We came back the next day and <laughs> did the same thing, ordered the same sandwich. And it was, it was incredible. So now that's just, honestly, that's one of my highlights of my Arizona trip. I, I, I had this, uh, I was part of this comedy festival. I had guests on. Uh, we did the live podcast, so shout out to those guys, Matt, Dan, and Craig. Craig Gas, I did not say this on the on the last episode because we were just kind of rolling, like we were just all together and like let's just record. Uh, I had the luxury of putting it out. He was the headliner for the for the the final show that that we were on. It was at the Orthium Theater in Flagstaff, so sort of a big deal. And uh, it was it was just it's just really like I love talking comedy. I love talking comedy with comedians. One of my favorite things I've been saying this a lot is I love being around quality comedy and quality comedians. Those conversations are different. You know, it's like, you know, know, it's like it it's 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 it it just elevates, you know, like because because everybody is bringing something to the conversation. There's a different perspective. It's a different insight. You don't have that weird, like, hey, guys, can I work a joke? You know, like, can I can I work a joke into our normal conversation? No, bitch, look, I'm trying to relax. 
but it was great. We we would talk comedy. We did the show. Uh, shout out to J.C. Anderson, who was the runner of the festival. He's a gentleman I met way back when, when I used to live in Arizona and do comedy. He's been out in Flagstaff for a long time now, and he's just making things work there. And he put on this festival, like, basically, there hadn't been a festival here. Let's try it. And it's always that that work in progress. Like, the first one, you got to bang it out to figure it out. And uh, I think he did that, and I think it was a success from, from my eyes. But to be honest with you, I only got the one day. He did a Friday and Saturday. I arrived Saturday did the show and the show was just it was a great show for me uh <laughs> they put me up first i i think what's happening sometimes is i you know maybe they just don't know right you know you you deal with that a lot uh or i'm gonna speak from perspective again i deal with that a lot through this comedy career people underestimating you people not you know b- quite believing you and you know, you, you've sort of got to prove them wrong, but I said this before because, you know, one of my people on Facebook hit me out. was like, it's not about proving them wrong. It's about proving the believers right and proving yourself right. So, you know, that, it's so easy to be like, okay, all right, you're going to put me up first. Let, watch me go to work. And I went to work and it's pretty difficult to follow. Um, and I just, I felt so comfortable, like... I'm going to be honest with you. I'm comfortable wherever you put me, but know what you're doing. You know, I've, I've been going wild on, on social media lately and Facebook specifically. Just it's not even airing it out. It's just speaking. It's first of all, speaking the truth, but speaking openly. It's kind of like some of the things that I do on this podcast. But just imagine everybody can hear and see this. I know everybody don't hear and see this. Like, uh, first of all, to the loyal listeners, thank you so much. You are seriously why I do this. I mean, I do it for me, but I also like, you're my number one, you're my number two reason. But ultimately, I just think this needs to get out of me. Okay, <laughs> like I can't, can't harbor it. And now I'm I'm letting it loose on social media and maybe I'm, um, you know, being met with some of the con- uh, consequences of that. Uh, but but I maybe I'm being met with praise, but all I know is this is what I do. This is what I know. So I'm gonna speak on it. Anyway, so they put me first. I know what you're going to do. And I was like, you know, it's, it's on the bookers and the, and the showrunners and all that stuff to know what they're doing. And you're going to put somebody like me up first. I'm going to go in guns blazing. Great, great Saturday night show. Sunday drove <laughs> three hours. Uh, actually, it was like three plus. I think it was about four hours. And uh, to Mesa which was just a show thrown together because I needed a show thrown together. And my guy who, you know, comes through oh so many times, Bobby Johnson, DJ Miller B, gentleman who DJ at my wedding, threw a show together. I used to do this show right before I left Arizona. It's in Mesa, uh, East Mesa to be specific. And we were doing a Sunday show and we were gaining a little traction, but nothing like our previous shows. But it was really just a room where like, hey, do whatever the fuck you want. And sometimes that's good enough. You know, you want people to be out of your way. Like, don't don't fuck up what we doing. Don't try to add suggestions. Don't try to just let us do what we do. What you really want is support. Like, what can we do to help you grow, to help you be successful? Because ultimately, we we're successful. When you get people in here and they buy our food and our beer and our liquor, we win. When they have a great experience here, we win. Right. 
But then there are some people that's like, fuck you. When, how long, how long is the show going to be? Like, you booked us. Like, you, are you not happy that this is happening? You could have said no. But that happens. Anyway, we do the show. And seriously, only about 12 people were in the room. Only about six people uh, paid. So, like, we started the show. Some people got up and left. And it wasn't like, fuck this show. It was just like, yeah, we didn't know a show was going to happen. So, we, you know, we got to get home and fuck or do whatever. But I love this show. I love this show a lot because of the people that were in the room. And I don't know how much I talked about this on the casino show. One of the reasons why I love the casino show so much is my favorite show of the year how emotional it was for me and how I was able to sort of express that on stage by one by one telling the other performers how much they meant to me and their significance of being a part of this show. On a smaller scale, because it was only six people, (laughs) I was able to do that to some very special people. Uh, Bobby Johnson, who, again, I just don't ever think he'll ever get the credit that he deserves uh, there's a young lady named Rachel who I've said this <laughs> at the show. Like I, I don't have good histories with, with Rachel, but this is probably my favorite one. She, she came out and, uh, she's from Iowa and I can't believe she, uh, she's just, she's winning in Iowa or she's winning in Arizona after moving a young lady named Tika, who's been riding with me for a while as well as Nicole, Nicole has actually been on the podcast and I'm looking to get uh, both of those ladies on here soon, this season for sure. And two very incredible women, Dee Dee and my sister Tiffany, who I don't know how many times her name comes up, but it means a lot. And I said a lot of great things and I meant a lot of them. And it was just a really special, intimate, sort of private party type of comedy show. I did a joke or two. And it was it was really cool. Bobby let me crash on his couch. I got a chance to catch up and meet his wife. He's got he got married this year, which is pretty dope. If you know him and know how he is or used to be, I guess. And he brought this young lady to our wedding in 2017. I'm like, you should marry that woman. Then they broke up <laughs> like <laughs> like a month later. They found the way the way back to each other. And I guess that's just how love is. And then I ended my run at. Uh, a casino in Pine Top, which was a four-hour drive, and I just did. I did a lot of driving, but I got a chance to meet this this hilarious comedian, a uh, really good dude by the name of Sam Ridley, and he's also somebody that we just been friends with on while for Facebook or social media for a while, and we had never worked with each other, and you know we we see each other. He's like, man, I can't believe you you're featuring. Uh, cause I've been doing, I've been doing comedy like a year longer than him, but I'm telling you, this guy's got all the things that you want. He's got this manager that is super, super dope. Shout out to Lisa. And I love being in environments where I can learn from. And it was just, it was just all love. Great vibe. Great, you know, working experience. I took the gig because I had never worked with this particular company. So I want to give it a go. So I didn't mind if it was a feature or headlining thing. Other shows I do care. In fact, other shows, as I mentioned, matter. So that that's that that was Arizona. It was really great. Flew back, uh, had a great experience. A bomb ass pastrami sandwich, <laughs> and, uh, and and that's that's that that was that. I then went to uh, this last weekend. 
I booked this Sunday show that I've heard so many great things about. And I just want to get out of the state of Iowa. Because what is crazy to say to you right now is I have to drive nine hours to headline a show instead of driving, you know, two or three hours in the state that I live in to headline a show. (laughs) But that's just how it is, I guess. Uh, For me, not other people. Okay. (laughs) And it was, it was, uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So we drove to Chicago. I'd only been to Chicago once. Uh, It was right after the ugly baby was born. So my wife didn't want to go. But all my friends from Detroit, we all tried to get together once a year. We got together in Chicago. Had a great first Chicago experience. This was uh, 2018. Not not 28. Yeah, 2018. And uh, we, we was like, hey, let's just. I'm going to go and let's just kind of make a trip of it because we did this in Omaha. But the problem with Omaha was I was exhausted. We I had shows each night. I had, you know, each night there was two shows in Omaha, one show in Lincoln. And I, we had shows and then we did stuff all day and I was just exhausted. And then when I did the shows, I wasn't really on my A game. This time I only had the one show. So we drove to Chicago, had some incredible pizza, saw the Bing, just had a good little quick, you know, time in chicago then we didn't stay in chicago because it's chicago okay let's just make sure like I, I i talk shit about detroit a lot but let's just let's be clear chicago's got some issues as well uh one of the one of my favorite things that happened in chicago was uh my test my sister tiffany got a chance to meet kobe my daughter she hasn't met my daughter since she's been born so that was just a really cool moment to get a picture of my, you know, my play sister, but, you know, my best friend and my children all together. And they know her as Auntie Tiffany. It was just a really great moment. Saturday was was even more heartfelt because we, we then drove from Chicago to Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is where my other best friend lives, Shinora, who has been on the podcast. And uh, I've been on hers uh, just recently. So go check it out. Soul Purpose. Uh, you know, Shamama, like, hey, you know. This this woman is this woman is very incredible to me. And I don't know if I actually say it enough or publicly, but this woman inspires me. <laughs> she inspires me, she motivates me. And as much as she talks about winning season for me, she is winning and she deserves it. Like there's just something, you know, you watch American Idol like nah, 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 and some people are like mm, that nigga can't sing or she ain't all that great. But then like the right person wins. They have either the right story or the right vo- whatever it is. And you're just like, this person deserves it. Shanora deserves it. So she's, you know, she's got her own business. And, you know, if that's something that you're interested, like ladies, listen, if you don't like your titties, I mean, <laughs> if you don't like your bras and you like it, there's got to be a better way. This woman changes women's lives by, by, you know, getting them out of bras and selling them a much better option. And, now my wife and and a lot of my uh, women friends, including my mother, have have purchased from her. And just want to say, hey, I appreciate you. She rolled out the carpet for me and the family. Like she, <laughs> this is like if she had, if this was an Airbnb or a hotel or whatever, I, five stars across the board. Like she did everything you could think of to make me, my wife, and our children feel comfortable. And uh, they like my children, her children instantly mashed together. And, and it was it's just beautiful. And her husband is dope. And 
you know, like as, as long as I know her, sometimes you just don't get to talk to one another in certain settings. So, you know, like my wife and and her and her husband sitting down playing cards was a really cool, dope moment. And uh, me and Shador talked to like two something in the morning, just like it's like I miss I miss you. And it, it was it was just amazing. Like it was it was truly it was truly worth the drive. Just that. And still, I had a show the next day. Um, I was thinking about this, like what my favorite moment was on that uh on that saturday with with staying over and we were let we were there less than 24 hours which is even more crazy like we as soon as we hit the ground running like as soon as we came in the kids started running outside and playing and it was it was really it was really cool um but the whole experience like it, it's hard to pinpoint one thing that was like oh this is my favorite moment it was just it really truly was um her family and my family being underneath the same roof and just having a, an amazing time. Like, like seriously, we like the kids didn't want to go. And when was the next time we can go back? And thank you for that experience. Had a show on that Sunday uh, in in Indianapolis at a place called Black Circle. And I'm going to say this, just being completely honest, the lineup was was pretty pretty dope. Right. Like I'm looking at the people in the lineup. I don't know them, but, you know, I, I'm chit-chatting small talk before the show. Where are you from? And everybody, like almost everybody was from somewhere. There was only like two local people. The the young lady that hosts Shannon, shout out to her. And then like, they're you know, from Texas and from Chicago. There's one guy is living out of his van. <laughs> you know, He was just in Iowa not too long ago doing a show at a spot. And. You know, when you headline a show, when you're the guy or the girl, there's an expectation that, hey, you, you got to be really good. You know, there's a conversation of being better than everybody else. There's the conversation of this, that and the other. But you got to hold your own. Like you can have a terrible show with a horrible host and the show can still be really good depending on the other people. You can't have an amazing show with a terrible headliner. That's just my personal opinion. Take it, take it or leave it. And I'm in the green room because I'm, first of all, pretty exhausted. A lot of driving. But also, I'm like, let me get into the zone because, you know, the guy who booked me, I'm going to say this. <laughs> I don't know if he ever listens to or will listen to my podcast. But we met at a comedy festival in Iowa in 20, I want to say, 18. Seems like a lot of things were happening in 2018. <laughs> this might have been 2019. But... We met, it was a brief meeting, but we, we have a mutual friend, Dante Powell, and I reached out to him and he booked me as the headliner. And he, I don't know if he booked me immediately and then checked or if he checked and then booked me, but he was like, hey, Dante, what about this guy? Just like, mm, that's my guy. Put him on the show. He gave me the spot. Then I ran into him a couple weeks ago in Davenport at the comedy festival I was telling you about, uh, Alter, uh, Alternative Current, which was just an amazing time. I had a Again, uh, some really great shows. And he was at, he was at, uh, I don't want to say two of the shows or one of the shows I know he was at. No, he was at two of my shows. And both of those shows, I just, I did very well. And I think him seeing that was like, made him feel a little bit more confident. Like, okay, I'm glad you're coming because I wasn't sure because I hadn't seen you a couple of years and I just don't know that much about you. So I understand the validation that people need. They need to see it. It's like, see it to believe it. But, you know, my issue is, Everybody else is seeing it. Not everybody else. Let me say. Not, let me not say that. 
a lot of people are seeing it, but there's still a huge catalog. You know, there's a discography of of my work that you can look and listen to and watch and then be like, oh, okay, you know, what? I, I really want to have this person or I really don't want to have this person. Getting off the point. So can I can I rise to the occasion? That's kind of been a theme lately. It's like, am I good enough? You know, do do my name belong here? Should I be headlining? You're goddamn right. Okay. Like one of my episodes not you know, not too long ago was like walking that line of arrogant and home and humble. Don't get me wrong, I'm very humble. I feel very incredibly blessed to be where I am and to be doing the things that I'm doing, and I am not done. But damn it, if I'm not arrogant at times, because I know what I'm capable of, and I know I can stack up with some people. And I know if I look at your lineup, or if I look at your show and who you're booking for this and who you're booking for that, where I fit in at. Because I've worked with enough people around the country to be like, hey, I got something. Like, listen, people, what you're listening to is is greatness. I say this a lot, but like you probably won't get it and understand it until I'm on some show or I'm I'm doing something big and doing something major. But I'm telling you, this is the time to grab get your tickets. You know, it's like get your tickets while they low, right? You know, it's it's like it's like the slap with with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Uh <laughs> I was talking to my guy Mike B Dapper. Shout out to him in Arizona who is booker for a comedy club out there. And he was he went to go see him just recently. He was like, "Bruh, I got my tickets the night he got slapped. They were like, I think he said like seventy five dollars. That morning, the same tickets at the same spot was like three hundred dollars. So with all that being said, this is the best time to get it. I don't know much about stocks and you know investments, but." This is the best time. Okay, get it while, while it's low. Buy when it's low, sell when it's high. I guess I do a little bit about it. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's the episode. Hey, thank you to Arizona and everybody that I got to see and, and to the people I didn't. I am working back. I'm working hard to get back. Same thing with, with Indianapolis and, and, and Fort Wayne. Like, I'm, I'm working to get back there. So, look out for dates. Again, you can find all that on my link tree. Uh, sorry that this episode ran a little too late. I just had some stuff to get out, but more importantly, it's hard to like when I miss a week to not try to combine it all. And uh, I'll, hey, I'll see you next Monday. I'll I'll talk to you <laughs> next Monday. I appreciate you. Can you believe it's already October? Uh, what are you gonna be for Halloween? Do you still dress up? Do you care what your kid's gonna be? Uh, if you hear this episode, message me and, and let me know, and, and I'll tr- see if I can work that into the next episode. Uh, until then, y'all be safe out there. I love you. Peace. If you want me to read an ad for you or your business, just give me money. Okay, I will say how great your product is. I'll call you a humanitarian. This season, I'm looking to get sponsorship, which just helps take this podcast up another level. Uh, there's a couple of different ways you can do it and a couple of different ways you can reach out to me. So you can go to my email, which is uh, 
uh, comedian day day d a y d a y at gmail, or you can reach out to me through my link tree, which is link tr.ee slash daypiece comedy. Uh, anything is appreciated, everything is appreciated. Don't forget to laugh today. Peace. <laughs>